Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss Podcast series. In this episode, we are going to continue the conversation about stress, eating, and weight gain. Um, in yesterday's episode, I gave you just like a biochemical introduction behind uh, the driving force behind stress eating. So in yesterday's episode, we talked about the fact that when you're feeling stressed, there is a biochemical response that happens inside of your body. And as a result of that biochemical response, you are driven to eat. So, you know, for those that struggle with stress eating, I want you to know that it's not your fault. It's not you. There is a, a degree of willpower that we have up to a certain point, but when our biochemistry takes over, there's very little, if anything at all, that we can do about it. So in yesterday's episode, we talked about the fact that there are <clears throat> two kinds. There are two very specific neurotransmitters that when those neuro neurotransmitters are impacted because of your stress, then they drive you to eat certain foods to boost those neurotransmitters back up. Emotionally, um, the neurotransmitter serotonin, when that's dropped, serotonin is the neurotransmitter that makes you feel like, you know, when it's low, it makes you feel like I can't, I'm not competent, I'm not capable, I don't feel good about I, I, I lack confidence in myself. I lack confidence in my place in this world. I lack confidence in, uh, in what I'm contributing. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm good enough. This stress has me feeling completely in, incompetent. And so serotonin, when serotonin is boosted, serotonin is the neurotransmitter that then makes you feel comfortable, confident, with yourself and your place in this world. It makes you feel loved. It makes you feel uh, like you belong, okay? So when you're driven to stress eat and it impacts your serotonin, the foods that elevate serotonin are carbs, salty foods, and chocolate. Carbs, salty food, and chocolate. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter, it's a stimulant. Dopamine gives you the energy, it gives you the boost, it gives you the push. Um, it's a mood elevator too. It makes you feel happy and joyful and excited. It gives you a zeal for life, okay? Uh, so when your stress impacts you and you feel like I don't have the strength to keep going, but I feel like if I just had a, a little boost, then I would be able to handle all of this when you feel like that, that's when dopamine is being impacted and the foods that elevate dopamine are the cocoa in chocolate. So not necessarily like the, the fat and the sugar in chocolate like it is for serotonin, but the cocoa in chocolate, the cocoa in chocolate, caffeine and sugar, sugar, caffeine and chocolate. When dopamine is low, those are, that's, that's where those cravings come from. So we talked about that yesterday. In today's episode, I want to give you guys just a couple tips on what you can do to mitigate that, especially for those of you that do stress eat and you have weight to lose. You stress eat, but you want to lose weight. And you believe 
your intuition <laughs> has led you to believe that there's a connection between your inability to control your stress eating and the weight that you have to lose. So I want to give you a couple tips in this episode. But just in case this is your first time listening, my name is Lene Urban. I'm a certified nutrition consultant. I'm a stress management coach. I'm a lifestyle coach. And four years ago, oh, going on five years ago, it's five years ago now, I found a weight loss strategy that allowed me to lose 33 pounds, 12% of my body fat. I dropped seven dress sizes, which is not, I mean, yeah, I'm, don't get me wrong. I celebrate that all the time, but that's not really the miracle, you know, because people are losing 20, 30, 40 pounds all the time doing Weight Watchers. <laughs> that's not, that's not a huge, like the, the, the loss, the weight loss in itself is not a huge deal. The huge deal for me is that prior to finding this strategy five years ago, I had tried for eight years, off and on in between my pregnancies, I had tried to lose weight. And every, anytime that I succeeded in losing weight, that weight always came back plus some. Not only that, and it's not just that, but I was highly addicted to food. I had a very gluttonous and unhealthy emotional relationship with food that I could not get under control no matter what I did. And so this weight loss strategy I found, not only did it allow me to lose the weight that I wanted to lose, get down to the body composition and the dress size that I wanted to get down to, but it completely changed everything else about my life and about my lifestyle. And I couldn't understand what it was about this particular strategy, which by the way, I didn't diet, I didn't count calories, I didn't count macros, I didn't log my food, I didn't do any of those things, okay? I didn't exercise for more than 15 minutes a day, three days a week, okay? I spent the majority of my time just living uh, as much of a stress-free lifestyle as I possibly could, Okay, so this, the, my strategy, what I followed to lose weight, uh, it looks extremely, it's like the opposite of, of what we all have been told we need to do to lose weight. And so I couldn't understand what it was about this strategy. Why did this work so well for me? Number one, number two, how in the world did it change my lifestyle? Number two, number three, and then allow me to maintain the weight that I lost, how in the world? And my need to understand led me down a rabbit hole of research that brought me specifically to where I am today. And I, I call this series rest-based weight loss because weight loss, sustainable weight loss, the type of weight that you lose that stays off forever, that never comes back, the type of weight that you lose that just slides off, like you just wake up one day and your pants that were too tight, all of a sudden they fit well on you. Uh, the bat wings that you had under your arms, all of a sudden they're getting tighter and stronger. Like you just turn around one day and all of a sudden you have to go and buy a few new pants because all of your old pants are, are big on you now. That type of weight loss, that's the kind of weight loss that stays off forever. And I call it rest base because it's, it's, it's not trying to, it's not focusing your energies on the number on the scale going down. It's focusing your energies on changing the areas of your lifestyle that are currently holding on to your weight. Okay. That's what this series is all about. So if you, if you feel like, okay, Lene, you're speaking to me right now, then I want you to subscribe and I want you to follow 
because in every episode, I'm going to give you some keys and some nuggets that could apply to you that you can start implementing so that you can lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. Okay. All right. Some practical tips for those of you that stress eat. I 100%, of course, as a food addict and as an emotional eater, also naturally was a stress eater as well. Uh, I, I do find patterns of stress eating still. So every once in a while, because I have a lot going on, I'm working full-time 40 hours a week. I'm running two different businesses. I have three kids, three girls, three girls. Okay, I'm a wife. I have a home to take care of. I have a lot going on. And so I find I can find patterns of stress eating even today. Uh, just because I'm no longer stress eating on donuts, I might be stress eating like on almonds or pistachios. That's still stress eating. And so even uh, so I, I say this to say that in in the in the, the episode that I did, not the last one, but the previous one, I said that stress eating, getting that under control and changing those habits that takes time it's been five years for me and I'm still breaking some stress eating habits so first of all I don't want you to be discouraged and I want to set your expectations because because there is an interconnection I'm telling you it's like trying to remove food as your coping mechanism for stress after having done it for so long that's the equivalent of you trying to cut off your hand and then operate in this world with just one hand. That is how interconnected. That is how interconnected your food is to your stress coping mechanisms. So when I tell you that it takes it's going to take time for these habits to be broken. Just know that you're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and all of a sudden after trying these strategies, you're no longer going to be stress eating. You're going to find patterns of it still. Okay. So what I did, the first thing that I had to do, right, because there's still everyone. So I don't do it as much anymore, not nearly as much anymore. But the very first thing that I had to do was I had to switch how I manage my stress. I had to find a new stress coping mechanism that I implemented as a safeguard every single day. So the reason why my stress eating was so powerful and so strong before I start before I found this weight loss strategy was because I lived I was living in a ball in a world of stress and I was not doing anything lifestyle-wise to mitigate it. So the only thing that I had to turn to was food. When I started my weight loss journey, I started preemptively and proactively implementing stress coping lifestyle habits and patterns into my daily life. And it didn't take very long for me to all of a sudden to now notice and to see and to experience that when I started feeling stressed out, my craving shifted from craving for food to craving for that stress management activity. Okay? So that was the first step. Preemptive, proactive stress management activities in your daily life that is required 
Otherwise, your body and your brain will continue to look to food to cope with that stress. All right. That's number one. Number two. Yesterday, we talked about dopamine and serotonin, right? Those two neurotransmitters that when they are impacted by your stress, they drive you to eat. When serotonin is, is impacted, it drives you to eat salt, salty carbs, carbs, um, and, and chocolate. When dopamine is impacted, it drives you to crave to go for another cup of coffee, to crave sugar, to crave the cocoa and chocolate, to crave caffeine, right? So what we want to do is as we are preemptively and proactively implementing stress management techniques in our daily life, we also want to start implementing into our diet a healthier version, a healthier alternative that will elevate serotonin and dopamine. Okay? We want to implement some sort of activity or some sort of healthy food that will allow you to get those the dopamine and serotonin boosts on a regular basis with your daily activities or with your daily meals so that when you are feeling stressed out you're not being driven to binge on salt or salty carbs or sugar. You're not being driven to binge on it. Will you be driven to those to those foods and those macronutrients? Yes. But what you're going to find is that you're if you're already meeting those serotonin and dopamine needs preemptively and proactively, then when you're feeling stressed and you're driven to eat those, you're not going to overeat them. Why? Because you're already getting them on a daily basis. It's like It's like trying to, it's like being addicted to chocolate and then saying, I want to lose weight. I need to stop eating chocolate. And you cut chocolate out cold turkey. Well, what's going to happen when you get stressed, when you feel stressed and you can't take it, is you're going to go to the store and buy three pounds of chocolate and eat it all in one sitting, right? But what would happen if instead of saying, I need to lose weight, I'm getting rid of chocolate. You said, okay, I'm going to buy the darkest chocolate I can find. And after each of my meals, I'm going to have two to three squares, just two to three squares of dark chocolate. If you preemptively, if you plan ahead for that dark chocolate, then once you're feeling stressed and you're feeling like, man, I need some chocolate, you're not going to eat three pounds of the chocolate. Why? Because you've already been including it into your daily routine. Um, let's give another example for serotonin, an activity, a non-food activity that boosts serotonin is to spend quality time or conversation with loved ones, with people that you love and that you care about. So what if you preemptively spent maybe five, 10, 15 minutes a day, three or four days a week, having a conversation with someone that you really love? laughing and joking with someone that you really enjoy laughing and joking with going out and doing an activity with someone that you really enjoy hanging out with what if you preemptively scheduled that time into your day do you know what would happen when you when you feel stressed your immediate reaction will be to text or call that friend as opposed to run 
to the cabinet for for chips so those are just a, a couple tips you preemptively introduce stress management coping mechanisms into your daily life mandatory required non-negotiable and then you preemptively introduce food or activities that will elevate dopamine and serotonin into your daily life will this stop you from running to those same foods when you're feeling stressed it won't stop you completely but will it stop you from overdoing it absolutely it will and this is why this is this is valuable I know it's probably like, well, Lene, I just want to stop eating, stress eating altogether. That's going to come over time. I promise that will come with time. That's a mindset and it's a habit thing that you're just going to have to work on over time. Once again, it's been five years for me and I'm still working to break the habits of, of stress eating. Have I broken the habit of running to the ice cream when I'm stressed? Yes. Have I broken the habit of pulling out the, jar, the can of cashews when I'm stressed? Not yet. But I'll tell you what, I don't eat the whole can of cashews anymore. I eat a few handfuls of cashews and then I'm done. And then I stop myself and I say, Lene, you're stress eating. Go out for a walk, take a walk, have some tea, do some breathing exercises. Okay? That's the place that I'm at right now. That's a mindset switch transformation that I was able to make over the years. So I want you to try these things. And I want you to implement them into your daily life. Will you see results, immediate results right away? No. Will you get frustrated because you're implementing these things and nothing is changing? Yes, you will. But if you keep going and if you keep trying and if you keep implementing them and if you remain consistent, will some of those patterns of stress eating start to break over time? Absolutely 100% guaranteed they will. Okay? So be encouraged. I hope this was helpful. If it was, I want you to subscribe. I want you to follow because I want to bring you regularly. I want to bring you uh, these tips, these tips to lose weight effortlessly and keep it off forever. All right. This was another episode of the Rest Based Weight Loss podcast series. Once again, I'm your host, Lene Urban. Can't wait to talk to you next time.